Hello, friends. It is great to be back hosting Wasn't That Special, 50 years of Saturday Night Live. You can find us at wasn'tthatspecial.com, where all of our material is is, uh, located. But we're happier with us tonight. We have a great show for you. I'm here. Christian Schneider is here, my co-host. There is no musical guest, uh, unless Christian plays his kazoo. We'll see what happens later. Christian, how are you? I was going to do that the whole show. I'm you don't have you don't have to yell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't break out the chalkboard and and fork. Uh, yes, this season we find uh, the most annoying man in the world uh, for much of the for much of the season. So multiple we'll times talk about that. I'm sure multiple yeah. times. So yeah. you can find me on Twitter x at Scott Bertram. Christian is there at Schneider underscore CM. And of course, the show is at wasn'tthatspecial.com. Join us there, as so many of your friends and countrymen have. You can just sign up for emails if you want. We will send you updates. Maybe one will tempt you to, to, to upgrade your membership. That's, that's our hope, certainly. And then once that temptation is there, you can take action. An upgrade. You can become a monthly supporter and hear all of our shows for each season. You can save some money by becoming an annual supporter and listening to everything we have to offer. Or if you want to be, uh, if you want to uh, to to impress your friends and tell them you are an executive producer of Fifty Years of SNL, then do so and either become one or upgrade your membership. You get to tell us what to talk about. You get the ability to receive two extra emails per week from Christian uh, and I, although Christian does the dirty work on these, uh, he is compiling all of our notes that we have written on sketches throughout the season, as well as uh, another email that gives you contemporaneous writings. It's so neat to look back and see what people were saying at the time about the season and clips to many of the sketches that we discuss. All of that can be found at wasn'tthatspecial.com. You do want to upgrade and get that uh, um, executive producer level uh, subscription. And anyone who joins us gets a very special gift from our pal Christian. Tell them about it, sir. Yes, I wrote a book. Uh, It is called 1916 The Blog. Uh, It is well-reviewed by places such as Kirkus and getting, I think, four stars on Amazon. On Amazon. So, uh, yeah, I wrote a book. It's a funny book, allegedly. And uh, you get it for free. You get an e-copy that we will send you a link. And you can go get it, and you can read it on your Kindle. You can read it on your iPad. You can have somebody read it to you. Maybe I'll read it to you. If (laughs) if we get enough enough, uh, executive producers, I will either A, read it to you, or you can get an extra podcast of 45 minutes of me just doing Annoying Man. Man, wouldn't that be something? All right. There's <laughs> there's a stretch goal, as uh, they say. Uh, wasn'tthatspecial.com. Wasn'tthatspecial.com. Again, thank you for coming back. We are moving on, of course, one year into the future as we run down season 15 of Saturday Night Live. This covering the year is 1989, and we enter the 1990s with this particular season. Christian, those of us who were here last time, that means you and me and our fine listeners, and heard season 14 know that we both place season 14 for now as the best season of SNL through the first 14 seasons. So the question we have, of course, is, well, what happens? Is What happens next? Is what, What's the follow-up like? Is there a sequel? That's the question with which we start 
this episode, season 15, and we begin as we do each time by trying to succinctly summarize the season in a word or a phrase before we tell you who's here and who's not. So, uh, Christian, tell us, how would you describe season 15 after watching every single episode <laughs> and every single second of SNL from this season? Season 15 for me is, in one word, consistent. It is, uh, and that's actually a good thing sometimes, and sometimes it's not such a great thing. Uh, it has very few highs, but also very few lows. You get kind of the same thing episode after episode after episode. Some Most seasons that we watch, there are obviously peaks. Uh, you know, there's always a, a couple episodes that stand out am, amongst the rest, and uh, there are some real dogs in there, some some Milton Burles in, in in the crowd. You don't really get that this year. As we, I mean, I know people don't care about our rating system or whatever, but when we do our ratings, let's say an average episode is about a 2.5, 2.6. I think 12 of the 20 episodes all fell between 2.5 and 2.7 in our rating system. That is an incredible, <laughs> uh, incredibly consistent uh, rating. I mean, they're, they're almost all the same. And, you know, there are, there are a couple episodes that, that stand out. Uh, and there's only one really bad one. So when we look at the grades at the end, keep in mind that uh, there aren't any of those real star episodes. But then again, there aren't really any that are that terrible either. So uh, for me, you know, everybody in the cast is kind of, they're in their they're in their zone. Everybody's doing what they're doing. We'll talk about this a little bit later. Uh, I think you start to see some stress on the cast. This is now their fourth year working together. And for Nora Dunn and John Lovitz, it's their fifth year on the show. And I think you start to see some of the, some of the wear uh, later on in the season. But for me, it's it's just an incredibly uh, consistent consistent season. I was going to choose the phrase 2.6, but Christian's <laughs> already explained why I might have chosen the phrase 2.6. So I'll adjust, and I don't want this to sound too harsh, but the word I use to describe season 15 is letdown. Coming off of the highs of season 14, you bring back the exact same cast with the with Mike Myers being there the entire season, starting the year as a featured player, moving it to a cast member, but he's there the entire season. You have that same stellar writing staff that was there the year before with Smigel and Handy and Franken and Davis are still hanging around and Jim Downey and Conan and all those people are still there. You have, as we're going to talk about soon, an unreal list of uh, hosts. This is a tremendous year for hosts. Tremendous. And you put all that together and you know what they did last season in season 14. And you're like, all right, let's roll, boys. And they don't. Uh, it, it, it's not to say there aren't good moments. Uh, I, I think, I, I would think, and we'll see what the numbers bear out maybe in the future. I, I, I would disagree with you a bit. I think there are some lower moments this year, certainly than in 14, maybe even in 13, 12. I think there are, there are more... Uh, bottom, I don't say bottom barrel, but there are more bottom scraping <laughs> sketches <laughs> this year than in seasons past. That's disappointing. Given all the ingredients the cooks have 
the chefs have to work with in season 15. It's an anniversary season. It's season, it's season 15. What they produce is a letdown. And you always think, well, they're going to turn the corner here. They're going to put it together here. They're, they're going to rattle off three, four classic episodes. They're, something's going to happen. And they, that whatever sort of funkiness descends upon the show just sort of stays all season. And as I said, plenty of good moments. This is not an all-time bad season, not even close. It's not even a subpar season. It's just what I expected what I thought they were capable of, what they gave us, doesn't equate, does not compute. So I would say let down. Yeah, when you compare it to season 14, it is certainly a letdown. When you compare it to every other season, we'll do that at the end. But uh, That's right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, who's in and who's out from this cast in season 15? Well, there's only a couple of minor notes here that we have to pass along. Mike Myers, who showed us last year at the end of the year that he was uh, very quickly becoming integrated in the, into the cast, uh, actually begins the year as a featured player, but is moved to full cast member, what about half, halfway through? We've got a note somewhere. Yeah. Right, like right around episode 10, Mike Myers becomes a full cast member, so congratulations yeah, what, what, to him. What's a guy got to do to get a, to get to be a full cast member? <laughs> I mean, he had, he had already been carrying Wayne's World and Sprockets, and he's still a featured player? I mean, come on. Not for long. And then yeah. right at the end of the season, I think it's episode 18, that you see two new names pop onto the writer's list, and you see both of these gentlemen make um, make brief sort of extra type appearances in just a handful of sketches in the last few episodes of the year. One guy, Rob Schneider. Another guy, David Spade. We will soon see much more of David Spade and Rob Schneider, but their official tenure on SNL begins this year with episode 18 as they join the writing staff of Saturday Night Live. And that's it. That's all the movement. You look at the writing uh, list after every episode, very consistent, names you know, people who have been around for a long time. We should mention here, since it's a change, welcome back Dave Wilson as director <laughs> of Saturday Night Live. Paul Miller had taken, I think, the last four seasons, three or four seasons. But Dave Wilson, Davey Wilson, who was the original director of SNL for the first, what, 11 years, uh, returns this year as director. I'll, I'll just ask you very quickly, did you notice that difference, Christian, the Dave Wilson difference as director? I absolutely did not. <laughs> I did. Uh, really? In, in in two places, the beginning and the end. So the, the opening shots when the guest host is coming on uh, onto the stage are, are, are set up a little differently. And then Dave Wilson at the end of shows has sort of the classic Davey Wilson goodbye shot. Uh, Paul Miller and the goodbyes was very tight. He didn't show the crowd. He was very tight on everybody on the stage. So you didn't sort of get the the, the overview, the, the bird's eye view of what was happening. Going back to those early days of SNL and bringing it back this year, Davey likes a lot of sort of camera shots that will show some of the audience. He has some way back in the crowd. I like it. I, I like the finality of those shots. It's a very small thing, I realize, as we're <laughs> quibbling about the last 60 seconds or so of, of the show. But I did notice that Dave Wilson difference at the end of each episode of SNL. 
This is the granular uh, observational type of stuff you get on That's What's right. That Special. This is why yeah. you come on board as an executive producer to break down <laughs> Dave Wilson's goodbye shots at the end of SNL. That is what we're here for. All right, Christian, where do you want to start this season 15? I don't think we're going to do the episode by episode uh, type of rolling through. Just, I was really disappointed when the season started because, like you said, episode 14, or I'm sorry, season 14, uh, had just taken off like a rocket and it was our, it was our favorite. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got Bruce Willis starting off the season. Uh, he's already a big, big, uh, star. He'd already done Die Hard and Moonlighting and here we go. And it just sort of falls flat. And then we get Rick Moranis like, hell, here we go. All right. We have an SCTV veteran. He's already hosted the show once. And again, kind of a dud. Is it too much to ask to get a semi-decent episode hosted by a former SCTV cast member? Because apparently it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, there hasn't been one, right? John Candy was a dud. And then there was the Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas episode, which was not good. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, There was a string string of SCTV guys. And every time you're like, great, this is going to be fantastic. And it's not. Yeah, you have Kathleen Turner, James Woods, who was actually I thought pretty good. Then you get to the to the fifth episode, and just out of the blue, like who is who is the actor? Who is the comedian, the comic <laughs> genius that is going to pull us out of the doldrums and actually put together the first really good episode of the season? And the answer is tennis player Chris Evert. <laughs> who uh, starred on an episode and showed up. She sang, she acted. Uh, she was actually outstanding in this episode. And uh, that was, you know, in episode five, we get the first really good episode of the season. That's solid. It's it's a, a frustrating, puzzling season. Almost dark to finish. I think uh, the, the writing suffers in many places. Uh, as compared to last year, again, not not compared to, say, season six or something, right? but as compared to last year, the writing is down a bit. There are a couple of episodes where I have notes where, like, there's the three or four sketches in an episode where, like, wh- wh- why did you not finish writing this? And not so much, like, why did you not give it an ending, but why did you not take this to the next logical comedic place? It, it just sort of sits there, like, bark, do something, and, and, and nothing happens. Like, keep writing, fin- finish this. Um <laughs> There's really odd cast usage throughout the season. And I have to ask, and I don't think we have an answer. Again, maybe someone out there knows. Maybe Dana Carvey's talked about this and we don't know that he has. Christian, I think you and I both notice there are stretches when Dana freaking Carvey is unused on the show this year. Now, he's used a lot as... George H.W. Bush, and we'll talk about that, his Bush impression in a bit. A lot of cold opens with George Bush. But there are whole episodes that go by and they end and you ask, wait a second, was Dana in anything tonight? Did he did he do something? The Andrew Dice Clay episode, which we'll talk about later on, is right at the end of the season. And I got to the end and I said, wait a minute, what was Dana, Dana Carvey, what was he in tonight? And I, I went back and I looked. 90 Minute SNL, but nine sketches, whatever it might be. Dana Carvey was in one as an extra character in the worst sketch of the night. That's it. I don't understand what's happening. And 
I'm, I'm jumping a little bit here, but church lady isn't used for an entire calendar year before she comes back uh, toward the tail end of this season. Just, just unused. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, in the off season between 14 and 15, Dana Carvey films a movie called Opportunity Knocks, which I think is a sleeping killer comedy. It's not, you know, it's not a legendary type. It's really good, though, and he's very good at it. And then he comes back, and that gets released, I think, in you know, early, early 90, I think. Anyway, I don't know if he's obligated to do promotion or he's he's picking up some scenes or recuts. I, I just don't know. But there are weird stretches this year when Dana Carvey's just not used. There are weird stretches, especially early on when John Lovitz is like not at an episode. Jan Hooks, does she still work here? Um, and, and A, I think it's very odd cast usage considering the talent on this cast. Victoria, too. Like Victoria, like, there are a couple of shows where Victoria's in a tape piece and nothing else. So A, it's odd. B, what does it say? What does it say that a cast with this level of talent goes stretches where insanely talented people aren't on the screen and yet this current SNL needs like 22 cast members to survive for some reason? <laughs> like, it's just, that's weird. So I know you noticed this because I've seen your notes, but what's happening with the usage of the cast this season? And if you would like to hear us talk more about what happened to the cast this year or our favorite sketches or best episodes, all those things, you will need to subscribe. Uh, join us. Uh, you can do so on a monthly basis. You can do so, uh, save a little cash, do it on a, an annual basis, or join us as an executive producer uh, where you get all sorts of uh, of goodies as well. So please join us and you will be able to hear the rest of the podcast and get some of the benefits that Scott's going to talk about right now. And uh, still to come too, a discussion of the famous or infamous, depending on your point of view, Andrew Dice Clay episode of uh, <laughs> yes. season 15. That's coming up soon. I did some math early this morning in the shower where the best thinking happens. Um, <laughs> annual Annual subscription, 60 dollars is is what it is and if you break that down into per month that's uh let's see five dollars per month okay and we're giving you at least at least five hours of content per month you know two episodes each uh, each month covering two different seasons that's that's a dollar an hour it's how what, what kind of a deal is that and, <laughs> and no commercials no ads so come on over wasn't that special.com with the annual or the monthly, you, you get access to all the episodes about the seasons. And of course, if you upgrade, if you go up to executive producer, you tell us what to, to talk about each episode. If you like, we ask you for suggestions as you are executive producers. You also get emails from Christian, two for each episode, one with all of our notes on various sketches, one with clips and also contemporaneous writings about SNL from that time period. And bonus material for anyone who joins a new book. And who doesn't love a book? Nobody doesn't love books. <laughs> so join us, wasn't that special.com. And also find us on X, formerly Twitter, at 50 Years of SNL. <laughs>